A wise woman once said, you're a virgin who can't drive. And while I may not be a virgin anymore, I still often have problems operating a motor vehicle. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Gay Best Friend. I am the gay best friend, Ryan Martin. And while this is our first episode together, I figured the best way for all of us to get to know each other is for me to share with you guys, my audience, all two of you, my story of when I realized that I was in fact a gay male. So I'm gonna try to give you guys the semi-abridged version of this story, um, but it will probably end up being like a 75 minute long expose of myself about the situation. But anyways, so to begin with, I was friends with this guy all throughout high school and no sexual chemistry between us, no feelings at all between us. Um, many after this experience happened, we constantly would say to each other, like, it's so interesting that we got together because when we were friends, it was strictly friends. There was no romantic feelings at all. And usually when you are friends with somebody that ends up becoming someone that you are romantically involved with, there's always an inkling of uh, romance or attraction there. But with us, honestly, no attraction, strictly friendship. So all throughout high school, we were totally together all the time doing everything from like seeing movies together we would have dinner together with friends family uh we would sleep over at each other's house and like play video games um but still no attraction nothing had ever happened and one summer i believe it was my junior year summer uh of high school uh, we went on, he came on vacation with my family and I to Southern Oregon, and this was the first time that I'd ever seen him in a bathing suit. And I feel like everybody can relate, no matter like how old or young you are, to seeing somebody in a bathing suit for the first time that is like your friend or family, uh, or even if like they change in front of you, I, I like still get like the same like, oh my god, feeling when I see my friend in like their bra. So... Anyways, tangent, I see my friend, the, my friend, quote, um, in his bathing suit for the first time, and instantly I'm like, oh my god, what am I feeling? I'm like semi-attracted to him right now. This is totally bizarre. And up until this point, I had had two girlfriends for a couple of months in high school and had realized to myself, like, I was more interested in them in a friendship role, um, and definitely was secure in the fact that I was not romantically interested in them. And so when I saw this guy in his bathing suit, I was like, oh my God, is this the feeling of being romantically interested in somebody? That feeling that I had been missing with the two girls that I had dated. So uh, we have the trip and it's a great trip. And all throughout the trip, both of us are starting to kind of flirt with the other and just say things that are kind of like cute here and there, uh, kind of physically be closer to each other, like on the verge of cuddling. And God, it's like on the precipice of like in my mind being like, this is my future husband. But I digress. So on the way back from Southern Oregon, he tells me that his mom is going to be out of town for that that night that we were driving back and asked if I wanted to stay at his house, which was no uh, big deal to me. Like I'd stay at his house a hundred times. My parents were totally fine with it because they knew that we were just friends, uh, had been good friends for a long time. So I go over to his house that night and 
Everybody, okay, if you're listening, everybody can relate to the story of remembering like the music or the movie to whatever like your first experience with someone was. Like I can remember every single like relationship that I've had, like my like what the surroundings were of like a first kiss or like a first handhold. I'm just that type of person. I have that memory. So we were watching The Dark Knight, which is like the least romantic movie of all time. And that's coming from a guy who had a friend get fingered during Shrek 3 at a drive. I digress. So we're watching The Dark Knight, which like Heath Ledger in the fucking makeup is not the tone that I was thinking that we were going to set, but whatever. So we're watching the movie and I had a really horrible sunburn on my back at the time. I was laying on my stomach and uh, he reached over and was like, oh my God, you have this horrible sunburn. Do you want me to rub aloe on it? And in my mind, I was like, okay, here we go. We're starting off. This is going to be the beginning of a very eventful night. And so he starts rubbing aloe on my back and he could tell that I was nervous because I was shaking a little bit. And I was really nervous because we had never done anything before. And I didn't know if I was like coming at this from the totally wrong direction and had misread the signs. Um, and when you are a gay teenager, uh, being the person who is not out and for this guy, he was not out as well. It is a kind of a terrifying experience to be interested in, interested in someone and not know if they would be even gay just in general uh, and kind of reject that advance. Um, so I was nervous of kind of coming at it from the wrong way. So I don't know what came over me, but I just rolled over and looked at him dead in the eyes and we kissed and yada, yada, yada. Anyways, so we ended up dating for about two and a half years. He was a year older than me. He went to school in uh, Eastern Washington. I ended up going to that same school and we were together there for about six months uh, and then we broke up, but he's a great guy and it was a great first love for me because uh, he was in the same boat that I was. Um, he came out to his family, I came out to my family around the same time, so it was a very um, opening relationship for the both of us. And this will be like a little bonus clip about my coming out story because everybody has to tell their mandatory coming out story. Um, so by this time, I'm dating this guy and it's Christmas time and my whole family was over at my house for uh, Christmas dinner and he was over there too. And at this point, nobody knew that we were dating. Everyone just in my family and a lot of my friends as well assumed that we were still just really good friends. And my whole family's over. He and I are upstairs in my room with my door shut. We're just talking on my couch, holding hands. And my oldest sister comes in the room and she sees us holding hands, but she keeps talking to us like totally normal, didn't see anything. Um, we keep talking to her, she leaves, she goes back downstairs. Unbeknownst to me, she had gone downstairs and announced to my whole family that we were holding hands and like was asking if we were dating. My whole family was like, what? Shocked um, and discussion ensued. But all the while, he and I are upstairs. So about an hour later, I see everyone starts to leave. And so we go downstairs, everyone is leaving. He eventually leaves too. And it eventually is just my parents and I. And my mom looks at me and she says, is there anything that you want to tell us? I said, no. And she said, are you and he dating? And I was at this crossroads in my mind 
of I can be honest and just see what happens or I can lie and try to play this friendship thing up still and my parents had never given any like iota of not being comfortable with uh, potentially having a gay child so I shouldn't have been uncomfortable with that but it's always kind of a nerve-wracking experience to tell anybody just in general even if you know that they might be accepting uh, when you're that age so I said yes we are dating and right as I say we are dating there's a knock on the door and I go and I answer the door and it is that guy and he forgot I don't know a sweatshirt or something and I said oh uh, come inside we're just having a chat so he comes inside and I had to tell him yes yeah. so I just told my parents that we're dating so I got a lot of points out of the way really quick I was able to tell my parents I'm gay I'm dating somebody and surprise here they are you already really enjoy his company and him as a person so it was a very easy experience for me um, and I wouldn't have changed it for the world so now that we have that part of this out of the way, I can tell you guys the mission statement of this podcast. I am a pop culture garbage disposal. I love everything from Housewives, Drag Race, Kardashians, anything Lindsay Lohan related, Amanda Bynes related, um, any scandal that's going on, any new music that has come out, any new movie, anything just in general happening in pop culture, I want to talk about. I want to give my spin on it, and I want to get your guys' feedback, your comments, thoughts, concerns about it. I want to bring my friends on here. I want to bring my family on here, and I want to hear their opinions on everything that I'm talking about, because usually it's me talking to myself. Um, and I think that right now in the world, there's a ton of shit going on and everybody needs kind of a little reprieve. And so this is going to be my little reprieve from everything going on. And I want to talk about mainly silly stuff, stuff that makes me laugh, but also get into my personal life, personal stories, stuff that's going on in the world that may be more serious at times. Um, but mainly, guys, I mean, we're going to be talking about Real Housewives. 99.9% of the time. So just get ready for that. And if you don't know, now you know. I'm a huge Gaga stan, a huge Britney stan. Um, that's going to be a topic of conversation every damn episode. So if you're not into that, keep listening and just enjoy. And right now uh, on Bravo, they are airing Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Both are currently on hiatus. Real Housewives of New York will come back tomorrow, uh, and then Real Housewives of Beverly Hills will come back on next Wednesday. So I'm hoping that next week I will be able to give you guys like an episode uh, reviewing those two new episodes. But until then, guys, I have two big gripes in my life right now. So the first one is everybody needs to be wearing a fucking mask when you go out in public. I don't care who you are, just put on the damn mask. It's so easy. I see people all the time complaining about having to wear a mask. And yes, do I wanna wear the mask? No, don't wanna smell my horrible breath at like three in the afternoon, wafting back in my face? No, don't wanna feel my hot breath on my face? No, don't wanna get like cystic acne from wearing the mask all damn day? No, but you gotta do it. There's been so much statistical information showing that just wearing the mask can like eliminate so, much exposure to covid and it's so simple like 
don't be an asshole that has to complain about it. I mean, you can complain about it like behind people's backs, like I do all the time. But in public, don't be the jerk that's like trying to get into Trader Joe's without the mask. Like they're not gonna let you in. So just like stop trying to win that battle. The second thing guys, okay. So like I said, I'm a huge Housewives fan. And this is kind of maybe a social media slash Housewives gripe, but Anytime that they start filming a housewife season, it is so easy to follow along what they're filming based on what they post on social media. You can tell who is fighting with who, who is getting along with who, where they're going, what they're doing, just based off of their Instagram posts because they post all the time. It's their job to be on social media. And I just really miss the days of when Nobody knew the plot lines that were going to come out for Real Housewives and you had to actually watch the season to find out what the like main drama was going to be. And for example, on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we haven't even gotten into like midway of the season yet. But back in December when they were still filming, all of this news broke about Denise Richards and Brandi Glanville having this like supposed affair um lesbian affair and denise richards is married so it was like this huge scandal and so obvious that was going to be the big point of contention for the season of real housewives beverly hills and you can see like who's following who who's following brandy who's following denise like when they comment on stuff so it's like no surprise now when the show comes out what is playing out because we're seeing it in the actual media and seeing uh it happen on instagram so just in general i feel like reality tv has become so like scripted and maybe predictable because we can see it all going down months before it even gets put on the tv screen and that has kind of become my like gripe also with the kardashians i used to love the kardashians because there would be stuff in the show that we would never know about happening in the media and now everything like we already know about months before it even happens on the show. So by the time they're talking about it on the show, it's like, okay, that's already been done and passed. I don't care to hear your thoughts on it anymore. I would have cared to hear your thoughts about it then uh, when it actually happened. So my goal for all the housewives is when they are filming, they need to just get off Instagram and Twitter because I don't want to, I want to be surprised. Uh, when Gina Kehoe got a glass of red wine thrown in her face from Chandra Judge on Real Housewives of Orange County. That was not in the news. And now if that was happening, that was like 10 years ago. Now if that was happening, it would have been like on TMZ and all the surprise would be gone. So housewives, please, if you're listening, get off social media. Don't post the juicy stuff on social media. Let the fans experience it in real time on the show. And I know that they just started filming uh, Real Housewives of Dallas again, and they seem to be doing it like on a normal scale, and I haven't seen any of them wearing masks while they're filming. So this gives me a little bit of anxiety that while they're doing all this, there's going to be like a second wave coming, and it's going to shut down production of everything again, which I'm hoping not, because if anybody saw the Real Housewives of Atlanta virtual reunion, guys, that was horrible. I need my reunions to be in person. I need to see the outfits. I need to see the cut cams to everybody's reactions. I need to see like hands in each other's faces, people walking off the set. I need all of that. And if it's on a Zoom call, it just does not give me the same drama as when they are in person. I need to see Ramona falling asleep on the couch. I need to see also on a total side note, if you're watching Real Housewives of New York, 
I feel like everybody has been unanimously on the same page that Leah has been like the best addition for Real Housewives of New York. To me, she is like a less filtered version of Bethany, how Bethany was in these last couple of seasons that she was on. It was like how Bethany was when she had her first run on New York. I think that is the direction that New York needs to be going. They need more people like Leah. If I was casting this show, I would get rid of Ramona, I would get rid of Luann, and I would bring in people that were Leah's age because the show has gone stale with plot lines. I mean, how many more times can we see Ramona going out on dates and how many times can we see Sonia talking about having sex with the repairman on the sink and breaking the sink from the wall? I can't do it. I can't do it. And with Tinsley leaving halfway through the season, I think that they tried to incorporate Elise more in the friend role, but people have not attached themselves to Elise. She's like the most boring friend they've ever any city has ever had on the shows and she just hasn't served anything and so really right now Leah has been the one that has been carrying the whole entire season and I have been thoroughly impressed with how the cast of Beverly Hills has kept the pace this season because last season it was all about Puppy Gate it was all about Doree and Lisa Vanderpump and they took one thing and they drug it out over like 20 episodes and the only person that brought like any real drama was Camille and they did her dirty at the reunion, but I wanted her back again, but they did not bring her back as a full-time person. So I don't know what's going on with casting over there as well. I'm like, while I am impressed with the drama, they've like the pace has been keeping up. The cast, I think we can get rid of Erica at this point. She is not really breaking anything. And I think that we can get rid of uh, Kyle at this point too. Everyone says that Kyle is like the true OG and is the queen. I don't think so. If it was me, if I was casting the show, I would bring back Brandy Glanville full-time, Kim Richards full-time, and I would bring back Taylor Armstrong full-time. I think we need to bring back some of the people from the older seasons, just also across the board of Housewives. I think it's so fun when they bring back old Housewives into the mix. Maybe not for a full-time right away. They introduce them as a friend again, but if they prove themselves, bring them back full-time, which I feel like they're doing with Brandy. I feel like they're going to bring Brandy back as a full-time housewife on Beverly Hills next season, and I am here for it because she always delivers, and she's so messy, but I live for it every single season. I also want to update you guys on like three of my very recent favorite shows that I've been watching. Um, first off, Love, Victor on Hulu. Okay. I read Love, Simon. I was a big fan of the movie. This show is like 10 times better than the movie and the book combined of Love, Simon. The story is so much better. And while it's like still bordering on like kind of predictable cheesy, I love that Hulu has this show about a gay teen and there's people of color. Um, I just think it's like such a fun time to live in right now where they are telling that story. And I'm so happy that it is of great quality and the acting is great and the production value is great. And so I binged that and I was obsessed with it. I thought it was such a good take on kind of the similar story of Love, Simon. I won't spoil it for you guys, but I would definitely recommend that. And my second show that I have been watching I've watched it probably three times through because I always have to fall asleep to some type of show going on. I have to fall asleep to some type of sound. I'm guilty to say 
is Sweet Magnolias on Netflix. It's maybe the worst show that I've ever seen or heard or experienced in my entire life. Um, the acting, the storylines are appalling. Not in like a bad way, just like horribly done. But the one ray of sunshine in the whole show is Jamie Lee and Spears. And I'm, I've been craving a comeback from her since Zoe 101. And this apparently is her comeback. And also, I need somebody to check in on Brittany because ever since she burned her gym down, she's been posting some extra weird shit, which like she always posts weird shit, but then this has been like extra. And her eye makeup is usually questionable and it's become increasingly questionable and like very concerning. So someone please go check in on Brittany. And my third show that I have been obsessed with lately is Drag Race All-Stars 5, which if you're not a Drag Race fan, it's probably super confusing. All of the like self-references and like callbacks to previous seasons. They just finished season 12 of Normal Drag Race. And then on top of that, this is All-Stars 5. So it's like very deep in the fandom at this point. Um, but I feel like the show has never been, like every season just keeps getting more popular and more popular. And so as someone who's watched since day one, I love that it has become this like mega Emmy winning super success. Um, but All-Stars 5 is fucking amazing. And All-Stars 2 will go down as like the best season of Drag Race in history. All-Stars 3 and 4 were like meh. And I feel like this time around they got girls from earlier seasons and has been amazing so far my picks to win top two in my book please quote me on this Shea Coulee and Miss Cracker those are going to be the top two um if you haven't been watching Drag Race or maybe you just want to check it out please just watch like one episode it is like the best show on television besides house besides like everything else i just listed housewives love victor i mean okay it's all great but drag race has like a special place in my heart because i've watched since day one and also on this total tangent does anybody else eat when they like wake up in the middle of the night because i always find myself like gnawing down on triscuits and hummus in the middle of the night and i sit there in like a confused days of like where has my evening gone and it's three in the morning, I can barely keep my eyes open, but I'm like shoving by the fistful Triscuits into my mouth and listening to Gilmore Girls as I fall asleep um, when I'm not falling asleep to Sweet Magnolias. But um, it's a big problem. So if anybody has any like cures for late night eating, uh, gorging myself on crackers and some form of dip, please let me know because I would love that. And I am very anal about having to brush my teeth after I eat. So like getting up to brush my teeth at three in the morning is like also not the most desirable thing to do when you're half tired. So that would also save me a great deal of effort on my part. And with that guys, that is the end of my thoughts on everything going on right now. Um, I am definitely going to have to review next week, new Real Housewives probably Drag Race. We'll have to fill you guys in on anything that catches my eye in pop culture and news. Um, I will try to upload, I'm going to try to upload, so hold me to this, like twice a week starting next week. So if you guys liked this, you can come back next week for hopefully Housewife shenanigans, Drag Race shenanigans, me praising Gaga, 
throwing in more clueless references and talking about random bits of my life that are not very interesting, but I'm going to say it in a voice and tone that makes it sound like it would be interesting. So thank you guys for tuning into this first episode. And I really appreciate you sticking around. And I hope that everybody has a great 4th of July. I hope that this makes it up before 4th of July. If not, it's stuck in Spotify, Apple Music, Limbo. Um, But yeah, everybody have a great 4th of July. Stay safe and have a great time.